Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I have a very special guest this week, my dearly beloved past client, (laughs) Sammy Amundsen. So I'm going to introduce her in a minute. I hope you guys enjoyed the last couple of weeks, the episodes on trying to be selfless and having that turn into self-loss with my um, current client, Jeanette Harmon, and then developing a relationship with yourself postpartum and beyond. These are topics that I'm passionate about because postpartum depression, the foundation of it is often when we are out of touch and disconnected from ourselves. And actually that brings us to the topic and the concept that I'm going to be talking about today with Sammy. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce her. Well, I'll just tell a little couple things. Sammy is a working mom. She's a nurse. She's a proud nurse, phenomenal nurse. I can imagine. I don't like wander the hospital halls watching her. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not even allowed COVID. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, Sammy as a working mom hired me for postpartum coaching and neither of us you know, as you never really do anticipated some depressiveness that set in. So the concept of energy budgeting is something that I developed completely sort of off the cuff, but this is just my area of expertise. That's just kind of what I do. I have like spiritual gifts and just intellectual property that really is tailored to postpartum depression and anxiety. And so I created this and worked with Sammy on this concept of energy budgeting, which we're going to explain. And it I am so proud of this and so happy for Sammy that she was able to have a beginning of postpartum depression, but because she had me in her pocket, she had coaching every week and could access me in between calls. She was able to keep from really dipping into a deep, dark place and she didn't have to quit her job because that's something at one point she was talking about because she was feeling the depression coming on. But with the coaching and this concept of energy budgeting, she was able to come out unscathed. So without further ado, Sammy, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Hi. Well, first of all, Lizzie, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, It's definitely an honor because I listened to this podcast when I was pregnant and then postpartum and I still listen to it. So um, great to be on the other side of it. Um, So yeah, like you said, I'm a nurse. I work on a postpartum floor in California. Um. I'm 30. I've been married for seven years to a wonderful man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have two kids. One is six months old. I have a two and a half year old. They're both little boys named Wes and Jack. So cute. And um, yeah, I'm drawn to creative things and creative people. And that's kind of how I've stayed in touch with you for so long. This is true. <laughs> this so is true. fun. Okay. So tell us, Sammy, what kind of drew you to postpartum coaching? So I have been following different coaches over time, listening to different podcasts. Um, and when you came up as a coach, cause, um, 
we went to high school together. So we've been friends for a while. Yeah. And I saw you dip into coaching and I just knew the type of person you were and are. And immediately <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be so good at this. Stop it. I'm curious. No, no, no. Wait, I need to hear this. I'm like, what, what kind of a person do you think I am? What? Tell me what you mean by that. I'm now I'm just curious just for me. Oh, <laughs> you're just a, a smart, intelligent woman who like is in touch with the women around you. So it's, it was just like a perfect fit for your personality. Cool. Thanks. I agree. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. You can keep going. Sorry. (laughs) So, so when I saw your coaching, I was like, oh my gosh, like it's almost like a warm introduction, you know, like reaching out to a coach you don't know in some foreign company, it's a little intimidating. Mm -hmm. And so to have a warm introduction to who you were and already have that trust built, I was like, okay, cool. I would love to explore coaching Mm -hmm. with Lizzie. Mm -hmm. So that's why I initially reached out. It wasn't because I was experiencing postpartum depression at the time, but it was because I knew what coaching could do for people after studying it for so long. And I wanted a little piece of that. So, yeah. What do you mean by studying it for so long? You mean just following people on Instagram and like getting a taste of coaching? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then at the time though, your baby was how old when you first reached out to me? Um, I first reached out to you when he was probably just two months. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He was very little. I was in the middle of sleep deprivation. (laughs) Yes. I remember this. Now, before we go into, um, a little bit more about your experience of coaching and then the energy budgeting concept that saved the day. I want to know, and like you applying it, saved the day. I don't want to like the concept is great, but you, you applied it. You did the work you showed up. Right. Um, I, I remember when we were chatting briefly before this interview, you were saying something about, um, at the end of the day, what made you put your money down in the investment in your mental health with coaching is was something about seeing people around you. Tell me a little bit about that. There was something like a motivator there. Yeah. Yeah. So this was very foreign for me to actually spend money on myself. First of all, mm-hmm. this was not my usual way of going about things. Um, but I did notice that, you know, as I brought another child into the world, I now was responsible for two kids, not just one. And I was, raised in a home in which, you know, as a parent, you always look back and you're like, okay, these are things I'd want to change. Um, and also just being very cognizant of the people around me, the people I looked up to the most in my life had good mental health. And I definitely wanted to give my kids that gift of good mental health. But then, you know, that begs the question, how are you supposed to teach something that you haven't mastered yourself? Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to teach my kids how to be resilient with their minds and mm-hmm. navigate anything that came at them in life. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to learn that first myself. Mm. I love that. <laughs> it's so true. Um, mm-hmm. be, is there anything that surprised you about coaching? Um. Yeah, I think... I, I've always been skeptical of it. Like despite having followed a lot of people and seen how it it changed people at the end of the day, I was skeptical of, you know, would that really change me? Mm -hmm. Would thinking different thoughts or learning how to navigate your thoughts 
actually create change in you. And the and feelings. And I don't think that's, yeah, and the feelings. <laughs> and I don't think that's something I would believe until I experienced it. Yeah, especially the feelings thing. So um, I've done therapy before and like, yeah, that was great and all. But um, coaching surprised me because it's something that I've been able to continue to apply and I've seen direct like behavioral changes in my life and in my family's life, Mm. like that are more sustainable than what therapy brought to me in the past. Yeah. So yeah, I was really skeptical about how much it would change me. And I told my husband, I was like, (laughs) okay, like (laughs) if, if at the end of each of these calls, I don't feel completely, you know, different then I will stop doing coaching. You know, I I told him that. And then after the first call, I was like, Christopher, I remember I was outside his office window. I like knocked on his window for him to stop working. And I was like, I've been incepted. He's like, what? (laughs) I don't even know what, like, I didn't know what incepted means. I was like, you know, like an inception where somebody goes back into their minds and plants a different idea And then the trajectory of all their behavior changes thereafter. I was like, Mm. that happened to me today. (laughs) I've been incepted. (laughs) I feel so different about something that was Mm. like continually on my mind, stressing me out about different things. And I felt so much peace and difference after that. It was just night and day. And I still feel that way. It's been, I love that. What, how many months? Like three months since you ended. So, yeah. Since I ended. Yeah. Okay. So can you just give us a couple of examples? Cause I am curious, first of all, and I think other people who are interested in doing coaching might want to hear as well. Like what are the things that you've seen, especially in your family and also with yourself personally, just give us a little taste. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that has changed is my self-talk. I think identifying patterns of how I would think about myself mm. um, and being aware of those patterns and then replacing those thoughts with healthier ones mm. has changed. So in, in that way, like my confidence at work has changed or. Oh, yeah. I remember you mentioning that in, in our sessions, like yeah. yeah, you went from being like, cause you're kind of younger for what you do. Yeah. As a nurse yeah. in your nice I'm hospital. A, yeah. I'm on a floor in a position that people my age have not been given before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's like a lot of pressure for me to, you know, show up as much as these nurses who've had like 30 years experience. So, so yeah, I have been able to step into my confidence a lot more at work. And then at home, I've been able to step into my motherhood in a less guilty way, I guess you could say. Like, I think um, when you're balancing a lot of things when you're not doing one thing, you may feel guilt for not doing the other thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in my motherhood, I've been able to let go of some things and feel more joy. I think by like getting rid of those distracting guilty thoughts that aren't helpful. Mm, That's so special. Yeah. I love that. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality 
for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Okay, so some let's go into energy budgeting now. Let's talk about this concept and how you used it and how it came into play. So like I said before, something that um, often happens, and I love that you had hired me before it happened, although that's not necessary. Many people hire me. I would say most people hire me once they already are feeling depressive and or really anxious and burnt out. But Sammy happened to hire me kind of before that, and then um, the depression started to set in. I don't know, maybe six weeks or seven weeks into Uh the time with me. And so tell us what that felt like as somebody who had never been depressed before, I don't think, right? Not in that way, no. Yeah. So maybe just talk a little bit about what it felt like, and then we can talk about how the energy budgeting concept, how you used it and how that helped. Yeah. So what was interesting is, you know, I'm at work every day and I in my discharge instructions to my moms, I go over postpartum depression. I'm like, these are the signs of it. This is what you need to look out for. And this is what you need to do. Okay. And so it was, yeah, around week six, I started to feel very different. I started to feel all those things that were like textbook postpartum depression. And like, what are they? Cause a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Um, so you start having thoughts that aren't normal to like for you to have about things. Like, for example, I couldn't get off my couch for a whole day and I was thinking this is too much. And when normally a regular day, I could be like, okay, I'm going to sit up. I'm going to do the dishes. I'm going to take care of my kids. You know, like, Mm -hmm. um, I felt just sad, just so sad. I felt thoughts like I shouldn't be here. Like, this is a mistake that I'm alive right now. Yeah, it's just a dark feeling of I'm not, I shouldn't be taking care of my kids. I can't do this. I just feel overwhelmingly sad for all mothers in the world. I remember just grieving for the experience that mothers go through, like, mm-hmm. very deeply. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that lasted for a week, and it was funny because it was – only until we talked on the phone that I was able to even identify it. Mm. I was like, oh yeah, I'm like feeling these things. I haven't been able to get off my couch. And you're like, uh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no, it's fine. Like I'm fine. And you're like, wait. No, no you mentioned it. You mentioned it at the end of a session. We had like two minutes left. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, is there anything else you wanted to mention? You're like, well, I haven't been able to get off my couch. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> That's like a good example of the depression, you know? You don't know you're in it. You don't know you're in it. You're so like displaced from what's actually happening. Yeah. I'm glad I, I'm glad I asked. And I know at that time we got right to it, focusing on it because you were going back to work or had you already gone back to work? Uh, yeah, I was, I was already back at work. It was like my second week back at work. Yes. And that's why we even talked about energy budgeting. So let's go into that now. So you work how much each week? So I work full-time. I work three days a week, and they are 12-and-a-half-hour shifts. Okay. Yeah, so that is full-time. And um, I remember you went back to work, and what was when you first went back to work, let's compare and contrast before we learned ed- energy budgeting, and then after we implemented this, what 
was your, what would you do? What did you do differently at work? Yeah. So we implemented it during my depressiveness. So previous to talking to you, let's say like that Monday I went to work and I was feeling all those same feelings. Mm -hmm. I was trying so hard to still be friendly to people. I was trying so hard to be the bubbly nurse that people felt very comfortable around mm. when when you're taking care of them. And I found myself like at periods of the day just needing to like be alone. I was like I can't do this. Like this is really hard. I can't wait to go home. Like I can't help these people because I feel so out of sorts. I don't feel like myself. So I kept having like, these spells of shame over and over of like, you're not doing your job well enough. Like you're not being nice enough. You're not like taking care of people well enough because you have anxiety right now. You know, so I was feeling all those shameful thoughts too. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, work was not fun. I would get home and be like, well, that was terrible. <laughs> that was a bad day. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my patients were still being taken care of, but I just felt like I wasn't giving them what they deserved. Mm -hmm. And so that was previous. And then after we talked about um, budgeting, energy budgeting, I showed up and I told myself, hey, it's okay. Guess what? You're depressed right now. It's okay to be depressed and you don't have to be bubbly. You can still be a wonderful and capable nurse without having to be really conversational. Yeah. Yeah. What we, because okay, so what we did basically with Sammy with energy budgeting and, and each of you can do this for yourselves is you go through the way you spend your day. So for her, we specifically looked at her work day because her opportunities to rest and recuperate were limited because she was on the clock for her employer, right? The hospital. Um, but you go through your day and you look at what activities can you cut out that take a lot of energy? So for her, she couldn't cut out her patient care, but she could cut out all of the extra conversations. And so for a limited time, for a temporary time until she wasn't depressed anymore, we restricted her chatting with people. So there was no extra chatting. She was not giving output of energy to anybody. So it's just literally like a money budget, right? That's why I called it energy budgeting. So if you only have a limited amount of money, you're not going to go spend on things that you don't need to be buying, right? And you're also going to be putting money away in savings. So why don't you talk about, so not only did you not spend as much energy doing extra things at work, like chatting with your coworkers and, you know, when you could be resting, but didn't you say you did like more quiet time instead, or how did you adapt your work day to give you some more rest and recuperation time? Yeah. Uh, on my nursing floor, there's like a nursing station where there's a bunch of computers and everybody's around there. And it's like a very energetic center hub. I chose to sit at a computer that was far away mm -hmm. <laughs> and kind of secluded. And so like that was one huge relief. I would sit down to chart and I would not be interrupted. And mm -hmm. so that was different. Or I would go to the back room and just check in with myself. I think that was really important because mm -hmm. like, you know, in an emergency, you're just focusing on what everybody else needs. And then after those moments, I would go and check in and be like, okay, how do I feel right now? Take some deep breaths. And then I would leave the back room and be able to do my stuff. So I just made breaks for myself throughout the day and mm -hmm. then put myself in situations where I wasn't asked to be social as much. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like a small thing. I think another thing you did that was through my coaching as well, and you carried it out wonderfully is that we really managed the thoughts that you had about yourself during that time. So of course, when your energy levels are lower than normal or you're not as bubbly as you normally are, it can be really tempting to think thoughts like, um, I should be nicer or I'm being such a downer or why can't I be more fun? I remember you got invited by a group of girlfriends to go out and we talked about whether you were going to go or not. Tell us about that. Yes. So I decided to go despite this and I ended up sitting, we went to a park and I sat in a corner and I just kind of like said, hi, I didn't give out too much information. I didn't want to chat. And I realized, you know, I should have just stayed home. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a better energy budget than going to the park and trying to show up when you're not feeling like yourself. Yeah. But yes. Tell me why you felt like you should go to the park. Like, cause that's something you'd normally do. Yeah. And why, why didn't you want to stay home when you really, you know, energy budgeting wise, like you probably should have at that time, just getting through the depression, but yeah, I think my thought was more like, sometimes you do things for your kids too. Yeah. I wanted my kids to get out. I wanted them to get some fresh air. I wanted to get their wiggles out. Yeah. Um, but it goes back to that same thing. You know, at the end of the day, if mom isn't mentally healthy, then nobody's going to be mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think I, I mostly did it for my kids and it wasn't, it wasn't good for us all at the end of the day. Yeah. Cause I think we we're all more cranky and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that one thing we worked on was you giving yourself permission to, and you were, you really were effective with this in the workplace specifically. And I think that's because we had the conversation, like if this depression gets worse, you might not be able to keep your job that you love. Yeah. Yeah. That was a real fear at the time because when you're feeling that way and feeling so disconnected, mm-hmm. you automatically go to, I can't do this. And mm-hmm. the only thing to do is to shut down everything that you're doing. Like that's where my brain kept going. And that was really sad to me. Cause I'm like, this is my dream job. I love it. Like not everyone gets this opportunity. Like I worked so hard to be here and now my depressiveness is interfering with my opportunity. And, um, yeah, that's when I was like, thank goodness looking, looking back, especially I'm like, thank goodness. I worked through this with somebody who could help me work through this Yeah. because I don't know if I was capable to make good decisions at the time, like for myself and for no, my family. No, so. no, because your tendency, right we've talked about this is, is, and I think I say this because it's not just Sammy. This is so many of us. We tend to just say yes and to just bite off more and do more because we're go-getters and we have big dreams and big ambitions or whatever it is. We want to get out there and do the things and postpartum, our body sometimes calls us back to take a step back. And so we can either heed it now or pay the price later. And you got to that point where your body started slowing you down and like telling you through your mental health, it was like a ding, ding, ding. We need to slow down. We're trying to do too much. And that's when you started getting really sold on energy budgeting. You're like, okay, if I can just 
cut back on all of the extra energy I'm putting out at work and cut back with my days off. But that's another thing we talked about is on your days off, really limiting any errands, just staying home or you can go out, but it's like really managing your energy and, and having your energy be the priority. And that's something I want to offer to all of the postpartum moms is, um, use your energy as a guide and connect with your body. If at any other time, like it's the postpartum time that is that important. And this can be something that can really help you avoid a postpartum mental health crisis. And I would add that if your mental health is borderline, uh, not yourself right now and kind of less than it normally is tune into your body and come get help, come get coaching. Mm -hmm. And I think I tagged coaching next to yoga Because it's all about that body awareness, you know? Mm -hmm. So on my days off where we're like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. Like Lizzie told me I can't do anything today, so I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to stay home and do yoga and eat a healthy meal and just Mm -hmm. keep it so simple. And that was the part that I was initially skeptical of. When you're like, okay, you're you're feeling depressiveness, then go home and feel depressed. And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) what? How is that supposed to help me like feeling depressed? And it really did. It helped because I would have my days off. I would do my yoga and I would let myself feel depressed and I wasn't ashamed of it. Mm. And it was only after doing that and practicing it after those two weeks, it was like a gradual lift of the fog. And I remember getting on a phone call and being like, Lizzie, I think it's gone. Like, <laughs> like I feel so different today and I went to work and I felt different and this keep like it kept getting better. It never like went back to that. So that's when I was like, okay, yeah. I get it. Like, I get, yes. I the feelings. Yeah. I get so emotional because it's like all of the life cumulatively among all of the mothers, all of the life that could be lived without depression if we would just get help with our mental health right? All of the life, all of the outings, all of the memories. Cause I, you guys, I carried my memory still really, really heavy, scary, lonely, hard days. I didn't even know about coaching. I didn't know about, and I didn't have a postpartum coach. I, luckily and gratefully, I found a wonderful coach who's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. And I was able to get into her group program and get some broad help, but Oh my gosh, what I wouldn't have paid to have a specific postpartum coach. And I love that. I also love what you said, Sammy. Um, this is something when I experienced seasonal depression just this past February. So I wasn't postpartum, but we had a 10 day snowstorm here in Colorado and I was sort of blindsided. I didn't, I wasn't even anticipating having any depressiveness and my first reaction. And you guys, I want you to hear this. This is what we all tend to do is we tend to want to fight it and freak out. And we want to tell ourselves that it's bad and it's just this big freak out. And we, we try to do our regular things despite it, which backfires. So energy budget instead, and just allow yourself to, I call depression is like a friend on my shoulder. And I know the fear might, might step in and you might be like, no, I can't feel depressed. Like I need to get out of it. And sometimes, and the way that I've helped my clients is just to allow it to be there and not be threatened by it. And it's so empowering. What's disempowering is feeling like you need to run away from it. What's empowering is allowing it and being like, okay, I can feel depression and still be 
a human being and be safe. I can just do less and stay home more and t- and do more self-care. It doesn't have to, I think we get, we start to get suicidal and really on the edge like that when we're fighting it and we're resisting our own emotions and the depressiveness itself. Anything you want to add to that, Sammy? No, I think that's totally right. And I listened to your, you have a really good episode on that, on your seasonal depression. And yeah, that helped guide me through like, okay, this is how you feel it. It's, it's almost like a formula. I remember we were saying it's like math, you know, you feel depressed, you have to feel it, listen to your body. And then it comes out of it. Like, yeah. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I say you have to feel it, I am not saying sit on the couch and continue thinking all the thoughts that make you want to kill yourself or run away from your family. Right. I'm not saying that I'm saying make space for the low energy, make space for the cutting back on social interaction, all of that. I remember specifically when I was in my, um, seasonal depression, I canceled a play date with a friend like 15 minutes prior because I just wasn't up for it. And I stayed in the basement and watched the Taylor Swift concert (laughs) on Amazon prime or whatever, while my kids watched their shows. And that was the rest of our afternoon. And I think I did like macaroni and cheese for dinner. Um, and, but if I would have made that mean things like, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad friend. Oh my gosh, I'm such a bad mom. That adds to the, the weight, right? So I just allowed myself to be less than normal and I was okay with it. And then I got out of it so much faster. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were saying you did, Sammy, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last but not least, thank you so much for sharing um, about your energy budgeting. Thank you also for being a nurse to postpartum moms. I'm like, <laughs> can we get a round of applause? Can everyone just clap? Stop what you're doing and clap for Sammy. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love working with moms. Good. We need you. It's a pleasure. And it's, yeah, it's so needed. Yes. And so that brings us to Sammy. I want to give you a moment. She, Sammy talked to me about, she has a business idea to serve moms. I'm going to let her tell you about it. I don't want to ruin it, but she mentioned this to me as she was coming out of her depression, or maybe, maybe you'd mentioned it before, but the glorious part of working with you and watching you, Sammy, implement these tools and really just trust me and do what I, I invited you to do is first of all, you got out of your depressiveness in like two or three weeks. And then you were so clear to be able to move forward and work on this business idea that you have. So tell us, tell us about it. Yeah, it's been something I've been thinking about for a long time. But as soon as I came out of that depressiveness, so this this is why I'm also like a big advocate for coaching. Mm-hmm. Because if you have big ideas or big plans for the future, you need to start thinking big, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where coaching helps me as well in learning how to manage my emotions and my thinking patterns once I had those tools in mind, this business idea kind of sprung to life. I feel like it was like the missing piece and what I needed in me to create this business. It cleared the path for you to act on the inspiration you'd been receiving. So tell us all about it. Yes. No, exactly. That's exactly right. So my business is centered around everything we've been talking about and more in some different areas because as a nurse you know you see women leave the hospital you know you remember that feeling of like driving away with your newborn in the car seat next to you and you're like 
okay, like this is real. <laughs> like, here we go. Mm-hmm. And what, how are we going to do this? Like, why are they trusting us with this child to take home and take care of? <laughs> and so I, I constantly see these, you know, the look on these parents' faces as they go home. And I do know over and over and over again, through my experiences, especially, and through people's experiences around me, that women do not receive adequate care postpartum and perinatally in the United States. Mm -hmm. So my business is aimed to solve that problem by connecting a lot of these essential, essential things that I see and that you see that women need to support them postpartum. It's a business that connects coaching. It connects yoga. It connects perinatal nutrition. That's so necessary. It connects sleep consultants. It's this huge hub that's packaged in a very easy to navigate way that helps you reach these experts in a very convenient way, like through a phone call like this one, a Zoom call or a FaceTime call. It sounds like you're basically um, taking the moms and the services and making it easier for them to find each other and connect with each other. What does that look like? How does that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know you're like still developing it. It's not done. Um, but what's your vision for that? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, it's, it's almost done. We have a website. It's called birthhalo.com. <gasps> That's such a cute it. name. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Birth Halo. Birth halo and the halo effect is a real thing medically that we talk about in the hospital of, you know, the first moments you have skin to skin with your baby and you view your birth experience in a completely different way at that moment than you did 10 minutes prior. Mm. So it's like this transformative moment and we want to use that transformative moment. We want to create more transformative moments for you and your family to feel supported and empowered and all those like beautiful feelings that you feel at birth. So, you know, you don't go through a lot of postpartum difficulties that a lot of us do, like postpartum depression. We want you to be so well equipped that you are empowered enough to make good decisions for your family. So, yeah, it is a bunch of those together. You'll have to check us out. We're on Instagram too, birth halo, one word together. Um, And we'll be showing a little highlights of how that works, about which services you can buy, how to buy them, um, how to make it affordable for everybody. That's our key. We want to make it, you know, so that people can afford this and invest in their postpartum year. I love Um, it. Ooh, the postpartum year. That's so good. Yes. It's a a year. It's not just six (laughs) weeks or eight weeks. It is a whole year. Heck no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Sammy, for coming on. Thanks for being here. my pleasure. You are an inspiration to me as I've inspired you. So it's back and forth and Mm -hmm. I love the energy Mm -hmm. we've got going. And I hope each of you have felt that and can take it with you today and come find me, you guys. I know you're out there. (laughs) You moms like Sammy, whether you're working or full-time stay at home right now, but you have, like you have, maybe you don't even know, like Sammy has known what her business idea has been. Maybe it's not a business, but maybe there's something that you feel called to do, or you just feel like there's a void that like, there's something more to fulfill you outside the home or in addition to parenting, whatever that is. I just want to offer that mental health is going to be foundational in helping you be the woman that God needs you to be. And so if you feel called to this work, 
do it. Come find us. I am um, just lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. And then go check out Sammy's business that she's just starting on birth halo. It's at birth halo. Um, and is that the website too? What's the website? Yeah. Birthhalo.com and then at birthhalo on Instagram. So perfect. Okay. Thanks Sammy for being with us. Is there anything else for having me? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with any, all the postpartum mamas? Only that you guys are amazing. The work you're doing is so amazing. And I hope, hope, hope that you can find the help and support that you deserve. So check Lizzie out guys. She helps. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, my love. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. And I hear one of my kids is one of my kids is um pulling at the door handle. Yeah, I told Sammy before this, I'm like, I got a lock on my office door. Woohoo! (laughs) So they can't come in, but they're like, Mom. I love it. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care, everybody, and manage energy. I can't talk. Budget your energy. (laughs) Okay, bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. 